I'm Mackenzie, and this is the Mill Spouse Brief. Welcome to episode two of season four. I'm so grateful that you're here. This episode is all about the second phase of OCS. The first episode of season four was about the first phase, so tune into that if you haven't listened to it to kind of hear about my experience. I'm so grateful for the outpouring of love, and everyone really enjoyed listening to that first episode to hear about my journey. I really hope that it's informative and helps you depending on if you're just wanting to hear about my experience or if you're soon heading to OCS. Please reach out if you have any questions or if you want me to further explain something I talk about in the episodes. And without further ado, here is episode two. So Jock Phase stands for Junior Officer and that's basically what the second phase contains of. And so the first thing that you do is what was called a jock push. And so it's the culminating event of in dock to jock phase. And so you basically do a workout. Our Ours was pretty gnarly in the sense that we went from doing stuff on the gravel to the sand pit to a field. And so we were just covered in sand. I was covered in dog poop because as we were army crawling, uh, someone didn't pick up their dog poop, so I had that on my leg. Goose poop from the sand pit, and so we were just disgusting. The workout's not really hard. If you've gotten through the rest of in-dock phase, you've already done multiple sand pit sessions, you've already done all of the rollable physical events, so the actual workout itself isn't bad, but we were just disgusting for the whole day, and we didn't get to shower till like 9 o'clock that night, and so I was just covered in crap all day and that was probably the worst part. You get your jock pin which is what you wear on your camis and that signifies that you're a jock not an indoc kind of just like a difference so that if you're getting yelled in the hall they know that you're not an indoc you're now um, in jock phase. The next thing you do is you go to the uniform store to get your second round of uniforms and this is your khakis and all that kind of stuff and it's total about 31 to 3200 dollars that you'll pay at the end of the phase this trip was about 1300 if i remember correctly but you get a lot of a lot of stuff and so it's really exciting to get everything and i think i talked about it on the first episode um but definitely get an american express credit card because then you can put this huge 3200 dollar charge at the end of it when you check out of OCS and then you get a bunch of points for your sign-on bonus. So definitely keep that and then be aware that you get about a $2,000 uniform credit but you don't, it doesn't obviously cover. So just know that one of your paychecks pretty much will go towards the uniform especially if you have like a family at home or depending on like bills like be aware that a lot of money is going to go towards uniforms while you're at OCS. So the nice thing about jock phase is you start getting more privileges and one of those privileges includes phone calls on the weekends so you get 10 minute slots and so that was really fun. I really did enjoy that but it definitely can be hard with being homesick. You know like you never have realized how quick 10 minutes will go by than when you're on the phone. There are some tips and tricks so my insight and my insider knowledge would tell you to sign up for chow times and then just special detail with someone to chow so that you can go back um, because in jock and sock phase you're able to special detail so you are able to go with a battle buddy basically and so you can sign up during a chow time when everyone's at chow but then special detail back and be able to use the phone and you get to use it for longer so that would be my little insider tip um 
And then when you first show up, if you don't have a phone card when you show up, ask your Candios if they have their leftover phone cards because once you become a Candio and you get your phone, you don't go use the phone cards. And so normally there should be extras left and then you're, t you're supposed to pass them down, but sometimes they forget or they don't remember. So just ask for the phone cards and then they'll be able to give those to you so you can call home. And then the other thing would be for me, the one thing I ran into was a lot of times the early morning phone times were always available, but with a three hour time zone difference, like Cade would still be like asleep at 6 a.m., you know, things like that. So that was the only like hard part was trying to figure out a time that worked for my family that lived in Ohio and then Cade who lived in California and kind of figure out when those worked. Um, along with more privileges, you have more responsibilities, which include watches and extra cleaning duties. And so I'll get into the watches in a little bit, but just know that jock phase really, you kind of get hit with a lot more once you're past in dock. One of the sucky things about when I was in jock was we lost hot water. And so the day I found out that we lost hot water was like the day I decided to wash my hair. And so, which... If you're a girl, you know that it's like a longer shower. And for your boy, just know that it's like an extra 10 minutes added to your shower because you have to shampoo and you have to condition and it's just a lot longer. And so the one day I decided to take a longer shower was the day we stopped getting hot water. We didn't have hot water for about four days and so it was rough. Those showers were quick with that cold water and it wasn't even like lukewarm water. Like it was cold water. So that was like the unfun part of my jock phase was that we had no hot water for a couple days. And then one of my very favorite memories at OCS was the day that we did our rover training. So I talked about watches, which basically means that you stood watches from 1800 to 6 a.m. every day. And then they were in different chunks of time. So from 18 to 22 was a four hour chunk. And then from 22 to zero six the next day they were two hour chunks and so in jock phase you do rover training which means that as a rover you go around to all the different buildings at OCS and check that the doors are open or closed and then you mark on this paper whether they're open or closed and so you have to get trained on it and so one of my favorite memories was our rover training because we had to special detail to chow and there was 10 of us and when you special detail you don't have to do chow hall procedures because you're sitting at different tables and we were just goofing off we were definitely not doing what we were supposed to do you know like you're supposed to just like kind of be quiet and eat your food and we were just talking and we were laughing and we were just having the best time and as much as we like should have just gotten in there quiet I mean there was no staff because it was a Saturday and some of the people in my group were really stressed that we were like laughing and having a good time because they were really afraid we were going to get in trouble. But it was one of those things where it was like no pit session could like ruin the fun we were having. Like it was just such a, and it was one of those moments where you're like, all right, all of this like crap and all of this stress is worth it. Like sitting there laughing with my friends at the table, cracking jokes, like it, it made the, the hard parts worth it. And that would be one of my advices. To, to focus on those moments and when you're in them, like really live in them because you're going to have hard times, you're going to miss home, there's going to be sucky things that happen and so if you can have those moments where you're just having a lot of fun, you're cracking on and doing what is just fun and relaxing during the weekend specifically, it really will make OCS a lot more enjoyable. And so I felt like for those bonding moments, they really 
help push you along. And then I think it builds relationships. So when you are having those tough days, you have those people you can lean on and rely on. And so that would be one of my big advices and something I'm really grateful was I had my friend group really early on and it made the world of a difference to my time at OCS. Like I specifically told, um, some of my friends, like when we left, like I would not have gotten through OCS without you. So like, I'm grateful if I never see you again, like that you helped me get through OCS. So, like, thank you. So the next thing is about OCS is you do a, so it's called kind of different things. So a PRT or a PFA, you know, they're called different things, but the mile and a half run, the pushups and the planks, you do those um, the first week you're there. So basically every three weeks you do four. So you do the IST when you first get there, then you do the in PFA, the mid PFA and the out PFA. And so something for me that I learned while I was OCS specifically is I have a lot of anxiety when it comes to running like in groups. And I think with the PFA, I don't know, it was just something I really struggled with. And so I was pretty nervous for the for the NPFA, like I was stressed. We had been running, but we hadn't been doing like typical workouts that I had been doing before. So I was like, I have no idea where I'm at, like run wise. Like I was very, very nervous and stressed. And so we wake up in the morning and you always wake up super early because they think that like you gotta be down there super early for some reason. I have no idea. I think it's just like OCS, nothing ever makes sense. So we get down there and I am so stressed. I'm like, super nauseous like on the verge of puking and I run my not my best but one of my best run times ever I shaved off like 90 seconds off my run it was like one of my best run times ever and I was like oh my gosh like this is insane and so for me it was just really frustrating I was like man I was so stressed like what the heck um but I did really really good and so I was really proud of myself but it definitely was it was really hard to like be so stressed and then once I was done and I passed it I was like oh I got this this is great you know and so I think that was something that I would suggest for if you're listening and you're headed to OCS like do a PRT every other week like do it often so that your body is used to like doing all three things and you can just get used to that happening um that would be one of my biggest advices one of my regrets that I didn't do was run as more PRTs they don't have to count you don't have like someone there like tracking it and being like writing on your record and sending it to your recruiter type thing. But definitely doing more I think will be beneficial and is something that I, in hindsight, would have done more ha- more of. Along with interval running and like different sprints walking or sprints and jogging. Those definitely help. Um, and then like probably one or two long runs a week definitely. And then... The next thing was I got to be part of the t-shirt committee. So every class makes a t-shirt and ours was really cool because we did Abbey Road, which is like the Beatles cover. And we, instead of like the four Beatles member walking across it, we had our class team, which is comprised of two lieutenants, a drill instructor and a recruit division commander, which is a chief in the Navy. And so it was really fun putting the t-shirt together. And then what we did was we had a border around the picture that we came up with of all of our favorite quotes that our class team said. And so it was really fun to come up with and create. And I was really grateful that I got to like kind of be a part of that committee and head that up. So in jock phase, the two biggest things that you have are you start all your academic tests and everything in that manner. And then you have drill. And so 
Navy OCS is interesting because you have a Marine Corps drill instructor and then you have a Navy chief who is your RDC. And so they are kind of like the two disciplinary teachers in your class. And they're the ones that kind of work with you for the 13 weeks to get you ready to become a Naval officer. And so I was super excited to have a Marine Corps drill instructor because my husband's a Marine. And so I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to get to see what Cade got to experience. And my drill instructor was amazing. Gunnery Sergeant Guerrero, like I even went up to him like towards the end of um, OCS and I told him like, you were everything I ever wanted a drill instructor to be. Like, thank you so much for teaching me. And it was so cool to like see the different things that he does and then like me thinking that that was like what Cade did but realizing it's like a marine thing and then it was really fun and one of my favorite memories with Cade to like now compare different stories and different sayings and different experiences and it's really bonded Cade and I and so I'm really grateful for that. So we did drill and what's interesting is the Marine Corps they do 13 weeks of drill like every single day until the day they graduate they're doing drill and they're doing it for like hours upon hours. We were doing it for like maybe an hour, two at the max, a few days a week and we only did it for five weeks and it still was even like oh my gosh I could not imagine. Like I even told Kate I was like I have no idea how you did drill for that long. And drill is basically rifle manual. So you have a rifle. Ours were like, not fake, but they were glued shut. So like you, there was no like bullets in them. They, they couldn't fire actually, you know, like they were welded shut and things like that. Um, but you do different movements depending on like what they call. So some of the movements are like order arms or inspection arms. And so you do different movements with the rifle and the I guess the point of it all is to do it all as a group. So you do everything at the same time and you can Google um, rifle drill. And so it's it's really interesting to learn and it teaches you discipline and teamwork and all that kind of stuff. But it's hard because you're just standing on your feet continually doing move after move and you're just doing the same one over and over until everyone can get it. And so it was really hard. But it was cool to experience after knowing that Cade did that for so long and to like bond over that and to talk about what our card was and you know and it's funny because Navy OCS like we barely take it serious and it's funny to watch the drill instructors they all have their different like they're all teaching the same card because the evolution for every unit is the same but they all have their own different sayings and the way they teach and all the drill instructors come in and help the main drill instructor that's teaching the class. And so it's interesting to like see the way they talk and the way they teach. And it was, we had some of our best and funniest moments while at drill. So I'm really grateful for that. And I feel like our class got to bond a lot, but it definitely was not something I looked forward to. And I think the worst part was they'd make you like run with it. And so then they'd be like, and ours was like low key during winter. It was still cold in Rhode Island. And so like we'd be like bundled up in our parkas running like through to like lock our rifles up and like sweating and all. Oh, it was just it was not fun. I was not a fan of running with the rifle. But it was really cool to experience and I'm grateful. And then we got the high scores right now. My class holds the record at OCS, which was really awesome because our gunnery sergeant held the record at Paris Island where he was a DI and now at OCS and so it was really cool and I was really happy that we were able to give that to him so if you're listening and you're headed to OCS the high score right now is a 94.1 so we were pretty proud of that I have no idea how we got that because I saw the videos of us we did not look that good 
<laughs> but somehow we got it. So I was really grateful for that. And then the next thing is you have three tests during jock phase. So you have your divo test, which is your division officer test. You have your eng webs, which is in, um, engineering and weapons, excuse me. And then you have your history test. So those are the three main tests that you do in jock phase. And what's interesting about them is Divo is very easy. It's about kind of like everything a division officer needs to know, like the basics of the Navy. So it goes over like customs and courtesies. It goes over medical. It goes over when you salute, when you don't salute. It goes over the combatant commands of the Navy, the fleets, the numbered fleets of the Navy, like just basic things like that. Super easy. You should be able to like study in a couple days and have it down. Basic questions. Engine webs for me was hard because I'm not a STEM major. Like engineering was never something I was really like super strong at. But excuse me, if you pick up that stuff really easily, then you're good to go. And then history, I really liked history, so I did better on history. Um, but the problem with the classes OCS and OCS in general is they give you a lot of material with very little time to study it. So we were taught from Revolutionary War till present day American history in less than 72 hours and then tested on it. And so it was really hard because you're learning about the history, but then the biggest thing about the history that you're learning is like how it applies to the Navy or what do you need to know from that battle or, you know, it's like very battle specific and what did the Navy learn from that battle type thing? And then the engine webs is like all about the nuclear and the gas turbines and what the cycles of these different phases are, you know, like all the kinds of things with how the ships run and how the submarines work and just those kind of things. And so it's very applicable to a certain degree when you hit the fleet, um, depending on what your job is. But at the same time, it also is sometimes really hard to be like, what is going on, you know? Uh, so those are the three tests that you do during jock phase. And I would say like, it kind of just depends on your study habits and where you sit kind of like academically. Some people really struggle physically and some people really struggle academically. So it kind of just depends, but they aren't like the end of the world test. Like they, they're, you're capable of passing everything for sure. So the other thing that is hard with jock phase is then you start all these cleaning billets so callahan is a building that you go to for classes and so you have to clean that every day as the jocks that's like their responsibility and so that's the only thing that's really hard about jock is you go from in dock phase where like you're just running around being told what to do to all of a sudden you have all this freedom as a jock you are going to classes all day long and then you come home and you have to go clean then you have to do watches and like your watch and the the interesting thing is like if you have a watch from zero like from like basically midnight to two you wake up you go to your watch and then you go back to bed and then you got to like perform the next day you don't get extra time to sleep you still show up to pt every day so that is the hard thing is you're taxed in like a different way not necessarily physically anymore but more like mentally and then you're just sleep deprived. And so that's the biggest thing. You will learn how to function with very little sleep. I didn't know that my body could actually function with such little sleep. But you just do. It's just kind of how it works. And um, something that I would really suggest because this was what became really hard for me during jock phase was my body like 
I was becoming so sore, like my shins hurt so bad. And so I was stretching every single day for like anywhere from like 20 to 30 minutes. And so that would be a really big suggestion I have is to start stretching before you come. And then while you're there, even when you don't feel like it, stretch, stretch, stretch. It's something that I really had to learn to do and I couldn't just forget or slack because the next day I really paid for it. And there were some days where I was in major, major pain. And so that was like what was really hard because your feet are so messed up because of the boots that you wear. My feet are still messed up like to this day. Like I still don't have feeling in my big toes and sometimes I lose it in my pinky toes. It is, it is rough. Like my feet are, are atrocious. And then the other thing is like your feet just smell so bad. Like there, I have pictures of like how disgusting my feet were, um, when I hit like Candio, but I wish I had pictures of how they were in jock phase because there was one day where I was like hysterically like crying at my feet was, I was like, I cannot believe they're in this like state. And then the smell is just absurd. Um, and so that's the thing is like your feet will get really messed up while you're at boot camp and it doesn't help with, um, or OCS, sorry, not boot camp, but it doesn't help that the boots are brand new and you're breaking them in and you're constantly running in them and you're standing on them all day. And so the boots and your feet really will hurt. And it's, it's tough. I had a really cool experience. Um, when I was, it was about like day 28 for me was when I, I felt like when you show up to OCS, they rob you of like your confidence and they beat you down, which there's a reason why they do these kinds of things. But for me, it was really hard because I was like, man, I've never doubted myself so much in my entire life, but now I'm here at OCS and I'm really struggling to like be confident in myself. Like I would go up to these evolutions and just not believe in myself. And I was like, man, like this is so unlike me. Like, why am I not believing myself? Why am I struggling so much? And I had a really cool kind of like moment where I just realized like I am praying every single day that God gets me through this. Why am I not having faith that he will actually get me through this when the time comes for the event or the evolution? And so for me, it really changed my outlook and everything when I was like, I'm praying, I'm putting in the work, like God's got me and I need to be confident in my abilities. I need to be confident that I can pass these tests, that I can pass these inspections and really believe in myself. And so for me, it was really cool to see that change in my like mental state of like, okay, I'm going to believe in myself and I'm going to go into these tests and these inspections and these evolutions like confident and not stress because that's something I saw was everyone would run around and be like, I'm stressed, you're stressed. Or if like you rocked up to someone and they'd be like, hey, are you stressed right now? And they're like, no, I'm, I'm feeling confident. Like, what do you mean you're not stressed? And so everyone kind of like feeds off their stress. And so for me, it was like, no, I'm confident. I'm putting in the energy. I'm putting in the work. Like I have faith that my prayers are going to be answered. And I need to believe that when the time comes, like what is faith if I pray for all this and then I don't trust in God when the time comes. And so once I had that shift in perspective, it was a really big game changer for the rest of my time at OCS. And so I was really grateful for that. Another thing that was really wonderful was my grandma sent labels. So I was really big on writing letters and I was super grateful to receive as many as I did. And so my grandparents sent labels. So they printed off my address and then they printed off theirs, my parents and Caden's. And so it was so nice because that was honestly the longest part was writing all the addresses, whether, cause like your address at OCS is super long cause you have like 
your name and then you have what class you're a part of and then you have the whole address like it was just so long and so to have the labels made of that was a huge game changer so i would suggest that to anyone at least have like return addresses and like some of the the people that you're gonna write like frequently the three people i wrote the most were my parents my grandparents and my husband and then whoever wrote me like randomly i would just keep the envelope and then write it on my new one and then throw the envelope away so I had their return address, but the labels were a game changer and definitely bring stamps because some people forget to. And then, okay, so the next thing that happened at OCS during jock phase was we had a health and wellness inspection. So basically what happened was we wake up, we get ready, head down to PT and all of a sudden we see like every staff member possible. And Normally what happens is some of the staff are at PT, but like this was everyone and everyone's kind of like on edge. We're like, what is going on? So we head down to PT and no one is down at PT. Everyone is headed to King, which is the building that the Candios live in and all the staff members are headed there. So they're like, we're like, what is going on? And then we, we get down to the PT and there's like one staff member there and they're like, okay, everybody line up and sit down. And we're like, what is going on? So we're kind of like looking at everyone and then they're like, finally, like we're doing a health and wellness inspection. Everyone's like, oh, oh no. Like, and so health and wellness means basically they go through all of your stuff. Every single inch of your room, a staff member will go through, including your two drawer, which is the thing that's locked that has all your personal items in. So basically they're looking for contraband. So contraband is anything like food, medicine, Anything you're not supposed to have, whether like drugs or guns, you know, the like big no-no stuff, but anything to like as small as like Advil or prescription medicine that you don't have like a current prescription for, food that you either brought or got from the chow hall, like anything like that can be confiscated. And so basically what happens is they line you up with your roommate, you go up, two staff members come in and they go through everything. They're searching everything. And it was really interesting because they were telling us to look in places that like my brain hadn't even thought of to like hide stuff in. And I was like, man, you people have to be like creative to like come up with all these different things. So they go through it. I was lucky enough or I, I didn't have any contraband. I didn't have anything that I wasn't supposed to. Um, I was one of those people that was too scared to like have something I wasn't supposed to. And um, so luckily I didn't get in trouble. I didn't have anything. Um, and then if you did have contraband, you got 10 demerits for every thing of contraband um, and so demerits are where you basically have to work them off with a staff member and it's a 10 minute RPT session so you get worked out for 10 minutes with a staff member and you're able to do five a day and they have to be once every hour and so like one of my friends got 30 demerits for the stuff that was in his room that was contraband and so he had to work off 30 demerits and while you have demerits you don't have certain things on the weekends so like you weren't able to go to like the next if you needed to and so there's certain like privileges that you're not able to do if you are conduct efficient is what they call it um for demerits and so that was really interesting they hadn't done the health and wellness in like months 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 and they do them for different reasons uh, the rumor was that somebody had medicine and they were like threatening suicide. Someone said that they had like a razor, but it, it's just interesting things like that. But um, they hadn't done one since I think like almost a year. So like they're not common because it takes a very long time because you have to go through absolutely everyone's room. And so it is a kind of whole process, but it was interesting to like be a part of one and like learn about that. Um, 
The next thing that's interesting is, and I think I talked about it maybe in the last episode, but you have these door entry procedures. So to enter a staff member's door, you have to do this whole thing. So like you come and you're supposed to like walk by to see who's in it because that depends on like how you greet them. And then you come to the right side of their door um, when you're like facing the door and you slam your canteen down on the door and you like drag it. So you like slam it and then you like let it fall to the ground. And then you like step off, you like dust yourself off, like get your uniform all square, do like a right face and then another right face and then you're like facing their door. And so then you walk up to the door frame and you hit the door frame three times and then they normally say like report and then you go like, so like my thing would basically say, so depending on what phase you're in, so say for jock phase I would say you do the greeting of the day and that's why you walk past the door so say there is a lady and two men in there so i would say good morning ma'am good morning gentlemen officer candidate culver from class one three tac two two golf company reporting to talk to lieutenant duffy or reporting to get a ghost token or like depending on whatever reason it was and um and so you have to do that and then they say like very well or like come in or like yada 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 and then you have to like walk up to the door a certain way and their desk and then normally they tell you like stand at ease or like whatever and then as you leave you have to respond a certain way as you're like leaving it's like this whole it's this whole process it's it's very ridiculous um but they're very specific about it and so like I had an experience where I had to get a ghost token from a staff member. It was like after hours because mine wasn't working to like be able to log onto my computer. And I had talked to the staff member like in person outside when I ran into him. And he's like, yeah, just swing by my office. And I was like, okay, awesome. And so I do that. And he like claims that I don't do the, the door entry procedures correctly. And I was like, and he starts kind of like being very rude to me. And I was like, I'm so sorry, sir. Like, I thought I did them correctly. And he's like, okay, then do them again. So I'm like, okay. So I walk out. I do them again. And I do them fine. And he kind of is, like, all agitated because he's like, I can't tell if you did them wrong or, like, whatever. And so he's just, like, being rude to me. And it was one of those things that really frustrated me. And it really, like, upset me for, like, a solid, like, probably 48 hours, if I'm being honest. Um, But what frustrated me was, like, the way staff talks to you for the first nine weeks is very different than they talked to you the last four And then specifically, like, the officers were very interesting. Like, some of them were really great and some of them were just awful. And it's something that I've even seen in the fleet. Like, officers, and Kate had told me about this when he was in and as an enlisted Marine. Like, officers, some of them just think that they're, like, better than everyone. And we had some of those officers at OCS. And that was what was really hard was I was like, man, like, I'm becoming a naval officer. Yet, like, the way you're acting is just so unacceptable and, like, talking to people like very they talk down to a lot of people not everyone but some of the officers would really talk down to you and you're like I'm a human like we're about to be equals we're about to both be junior officers in the fleet like why are you talking to me like this and so that was really hard for me but that's just another thing that like for my advice was just to know your procedures because you'll get hounded for them but I definitely feel like sometimes like when you mess up they could be nicer about it but a lot of times they're not and it's just kind of like all right well I guess the pain or like whatever you're gonna do to like make me remember I won't ever forget to like mess up door entry procedures again but it's you know it's whatever another thing that was really awesome during jock phase when we got more privileges was we were able to work out on the weekends and so we would go to the track on Saturdays and Sundays or Friday nights and run or just like hang out down there and so it was a really nice like 
breather. One, it helps you feel better. I felt like for me, it was nice to rest, but I felt like working out specifically on Saturdays made a really big difference when it came to PT on Monday. I feel like when you're doing so much hardcore exercise and then you do nothing for two days, come Monday, like your body really does hurt. And so I felt like it was just best to stay active. And I feel like I had some of my favorite memories down at the tracks um, with my friends, whether it was like the talks we had or just hanging out. And being on the track just felt like you were kind of, you were still OCS, but there was a lot less pressure on you. And so it was just time to like hang out with your friends. And I felt like it really did help my PRT scores for the run as well. And so I would really suggest and suggest doing that. But that was one of the highlights was I really enjoyed going down to the track on Saturdays and Sundays and working out with my friends. While I was at uh, OCS during jock phase, there was the peanut butter like GIF recall and I thought our world was going to end. So the food at OCS is like somewhat decent depending on the day and depending on the meal. And so we were eating so many peanut butter and jelly or peanut butter and banana sandwiches. And so when that peanut butter recall hit, I thought OCS was going to crumble. Like I was like, I've been eating a peanut butter and banana sandwich every single day, three meals a day. I was like, what am I going to do? So the recall happens and we're like, okay, there's no way that they can go like without peanut butter for this long. And I think we went like a solid week and then they got us this peanut butter that was horrible. It was like you opened it and the cup was like super tiny and it was just like separated. So then you had to like mix the oil with the hardened peanut butter to like get it in a better consistency. And oh my gosh, it was, it was awful. I mean, it was like nice to have peanut butter back, but it was like pretty crappy peanut butter. And then they brought in another kind and that one was like decent. And then they brought in a different kind that was like the KFC like butter packets or like ketchup packets, but it was like peanut butter basically. And so that one was like, all right, but the GIF has yet to come back from at least when I left OCS, but the peanut butter recall was, that was a hot topic. That was, I mean, I thought people were like, what are we going to do without peanut butter? Like, I mean, I felt like that's when people started losing weight even again, because then the daily peanut butter and jelly sandwiches that we were eating were not happening. So I felt like I was very hungry during jock phase when that did happen. The inspection that you have during jock phase is the six week inspection which is your khaki inspection and this is by far the easiest and the best inspection because you're standing as a group and you're either standing in k hall or on nimitz field everyone's in their khakis and you get asked like maybe two to three questions and it's super chill and relaxed and that was another thing where i felt like i had a lot of anxiety and like nerves leading up to it but then it was so easy and like the questions I got asked I was known for having like the easiest inspections so I'm not helpful when it comes to like having hard inspections because I didn't I got very lucky and I got very easy inspections and very easy questions and so I was very very blessed for that um and so the inspection went super great and I was like man like this and that was when I had really my confidence boost of like I got this and like my inspector told me like you got this you need to be more confident in yourself and so that also helped me like really put in perspective like why I was doing this and once I had that confidence sock phase and candio phase which will be the next two episodes really I really blossomed and my my perspective and my my game really changed kind of at OCS and I can't wait to share about those. And then um, the history test, I think I talked a lot, of, a little bit about, but that was one of my better tests, even though it was really hard. Um, 
I just took my time on it and it was right after the six week inspection. So I had a lot of confidence going in because I did so well on the six week inspection. And so I think it really changed how I viewed the test because I was so confident and happy. And so I was really, really proud of that. Um, the end of sock phase, you start doing navigation and which is what comprises of sock phase completely. And then you start to move hallways once you end jock phase to start sock phase. And so overall, um, jock phase went by really quickly. I felt like it was one of the quicker phases just because you are thrown into doing robes and cleaning this building and now you're doing all these academics and you have drill and now you have all these freedoms so you're able to make phone calls and you're able to email and you're able to go down on the track on the weekends and so there was a lot of cool things where I felt like it helped time move by really quickly. I feel like jock phase was also the hardest for other reasons that I like had to go through with friends and um roommates and people that I was with and things like that but I was really grateful for the experiences that I got to learn and what I got to go through and I felt like it really made a good foundation for the last two phases but I definitely learned a lot and that's when I found out that I was going to go to NPACE um, which is where I'm at now and so that was really exciting to kind of start figuring out where I'm going to go and where I was going to live and all that kind of stuff. I feel like overall, looking back and reading through my journal and learning about OCS has been such a cool experience for me and having people reach out. For me, I've been really cool. I've had a couple people start to reach out um, and try and become a public affair officer and ask me to look over their packages and ask for advice. And so it's been really cool to, to start doing that. Um, and I reached out to the people that We'll be going to OCS soon um, from my recruiting station back in San Diego. So I hope they're listening and I hope this is helpful. And so it's been really cool to like now be in the phase where I'm finished because I remember how I was just earlier this year. And I'm really grateful for the experience. OCS changed my life for the better and I truly am living a dream it's a dream come true that I'm here, that I'm a naval officer, that I'm getting to be a part of the public affair community. And it's really given me a push to keep doing the podcast. I'm really excited for the guests that I have coming on and for all the different share, excuse me, all the different stories I'm going to share. Um, next week, I have my OIC um, while I was at OCS come on and we're going to talk all about sock phase so a little foreshadowing i was the commanding officer i was the ceo of my class during sock phase and so my friend who was my oic which is officer in charge he was part of my leadership um so we're going to talk all about sock phase and what it was like um working together and what um he got to experience working under me and just different things we learned during um sock phase so i'm really excited for next week episode and i hope you like it i hope you have a wonderful weekend i hope that this episode was informative and you enjoyed learning about my time ocs i really feel like i grew so much as a person there and i feel like the experiences really did shape my time and allow me to become the best naval officer possible and so I'm really excited now that I've hit the fleet to look back. Um, the only way I've been able to do these episodes is because I kept a journal so 
it's really taught me that keeping a journal is important. I definitely don't journal every single day because now my life here is a little bit less exciting. But if you are going to OCS, I would encourage you to write in your journal. It's totally worth taking that extra three minutes every day because being able to like read back through my journal and remember different memories that I totally forgot about had I not written them down has brought me a lot of joy as I've prepared for these podcasts. So I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for tuning in and I will catch you next Friday.